This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to a Monday edition of Equip. I am so glad you've joined me. This is Chris Brooks. Why don't you strap on your seatbelt? We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And with those words, I welcome you into what will be a very interactive edition of Equip. Today, I want to help you to heal your families. We want to talk about what does it take to heal our hurting families. Now, every single one of us knows what it's like to experience family hurt. Uh, We're imperfect people. Families are made up of imperfect people. There's no such thing as the perfect family. We all make mistakes. However, for some, it goes beyond a momentary uh, experience of hurt. For others, you're seeing your family literally ripped apart. Now, we all want to have healthy and happy and holy families, but what do you do when you see your family literally being destroyed because of behavior patterns that exists within your family. Today, we want to talk about six hidden behaviors that destroy families and strategies for overcoming them. And uh, I got a great resource for you on that front. But more than anything else, I want to pray for you. This week at, at our local church here is uh, is prayer week. And uh, so many within my church family are praying. And I love that. I love when we set aside special weeks for prayer, for seeking the Lord. Uh, But today, and and really all throughout the week, I would love to be your prayer partner. I would love to come alongside and and pray with you and for you. And today, I would love to pray for your family. So why don't you call 877-LIVE-675 is the number. That's 877-548-3675. Maybe you need the restoration of your family. Maybe you need forgiveness in your family. Maybe there are some bad patterns of abuse or gossip or mistreatment that you need to see ended in your family. Uh, Maybe you're just praying for the next generation to have stronger families than what the previous generations have had. I believe in a God who hears prayer. I believe in a God of miracles. And I believe more specifically in a God of family miracles. The number to call is 877 548-3675. Today, the book that I have in my hand is entitled Six Hidden Behaviors That Destroy Families, and the author of it is my guest today, Dr. Magdalena Battles. She holds her PhD in psychology, a master's in professional counseling, and is a counselor in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. She uh, started her career out or her studies out in childhood development and family relations and now has uh, uh, become a best-selling author, and her newest book is a book we're going to talk about today, and I'm so grateful that Dr. Battles 
has set aside some time to join us today. Magdalena, how are you? Very good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. And uh, please thank your family for allowing you to share this hour with us. I know you're busy and your time is precious, so we certainly are grateful. Talk a little bit about your passion for families. Where does it come from and and uh, what are you doing there in this area? Mm-hmm. Well, I come from a large family. My parents had um, four biological children and they adopted um, two boys from Peru and they were very small. I grew up um, being very close to my dad's side of the family. My grandparents had eight kids and uh, they were farmers up in uh, northern Wisconsin. And uh, we I learned very early on how important family relationships are. Um, I also learned the flip side, my mom coming from a very broken home and growing up in foster care, yeah. um, that there is a downside to fa- broken families and and family problems. So I saw both sides uh, firsthand mm. from my parents' experience. Um, and, and so it's something that I just very early on came to appreciate and truly respect um, my grandparents who paved the path of loving family relationships. And they were the ultimate example, great Christian people who um, set the tone for the family. And they were the examples that led and, and showed us all how to act. And when you don't have that leadership, it begins with one person in the family. Yes, yes. So it, you can still have great family relationships, even if there has been brokenness and you don't have that leadership in place. It can start with one person. And, you know, I remember when my wife and I uh, got married, there was this sense in our heart. Uh, we both thank God for the families we come from. We're, we're grateful for our parents. We were blessed in many, many ways. But like every family, there are also those patterns of brokenness or imperfection. And there is uh, just there was a strong conviction in our hearts that one person, one couple can make all the difference, that the buck stops here, that there are some patterns we don't want to see extend to another generation. And I love that you emphasize that, that you really can be the individual in your family that changes the entire trajectory. Before we get into the book, Six Hidden Behaviors That Destroy Families, talk about the difference, Magdalena, that Christ makes in a family, when you think about the role of faith, mm-hmm. our relationship with God, what difference does Christ make in a family? Christ is everything, uh, honestly. A, a relationship, family relationships without Christ and having that cornerstone um, are very difficult because in this world, we're often taught that. Um, it's all about self. You know, we need to make ourselves happy. We need to do whatever we can to get ourselves ahead. And it's about all about me, me, me. Well, that's not what Christ says. Not at all. Yes. The message that Christ came to the world was, he said, love God first and foremost. This was in Matthew 22. And then secondly, second most important command is to love one another. Yeah. And that begins with our family because those are the people that God intentionally placed in our lives. So family, it's everything, but it's because Christ has shown us that relationships, especially those that he placed with us uh, yes. purposefully, are so important and we're to love one another. It's not about me. It's about what I can do to serve my family, to love my family, and to help us have a relationship that's healthy and loving. 
There's a lot of wonderful people listening to us today who may be tricked into a form of what I would call moralism that kind of teaches that I can have great character apart from God, that I can be a kind, mm-hmm. loving, encouraging person apart from God. But uh, when you understand the gospel correctly, you understand that all of us are fallen. Uh, none of us are perfect, as you state in your book in chapter one. Every family has issues. So what do we do with that? Well, it's the work of the Spirit through faith in Christ that brings about transformation of our heart. Paul puts it this way, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, old things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. Let's talk about the book. Every book has an origin story. How did you come up with six hidden behaviors that destroy families? Um, Well, for a number of years, I've been a writer for lifehack.org, which is one of the top Uh, self-help websites in the world. And it was actually an article that I wrote um, with this exact title. And it went viral within the first couple of days. There were 25,000 shares online. And and so I realized I tapped into something that people um, need to hear about and that people relate. There are so many families out there hurting and individuals hurting because of their family relationships. So in the article, I didn't address as many solutions and I realized I need to write a book about this and what God says we need to do to heal our family relationships. And I also back um, all the information up with um, psychology and research to support um, the biblical truths as well. Yeah, I love that you start out with uh, recognizing no family is perfect. Why was it important for you to establish that fact that every family has issues? Yeah, I think people get caught up in social media these days, and we all look at um, these happy families online. They're going on these wonderful vacations, and they're with their extended families, and it seems like everybody else has a perfect family. Well, Everybody is just putting their highlight reel on Facebook. Mm. They're not showing us the bad stuff. Every family has struggles. Every family has conflict. If you don't have family conflict, well, I guess you're not spending enough time with your family because we all have it. It exists because we're human. We are in a fallen world and we all have a sin nature. So we're all going to have problems within our relationships because of our sin nature. But it doesn't mean that we can't have good relationships. We can because we can learn how to deal with the problems appropriately as Christ intended us to. But we need to get off social media a little bit more often and and not fall into that trap thinking everybody else has perfect families because they don't. So it's a myth. we, We just debunk that myth. So if you mm-hmm. feel like you're the only one out there without a perfect family, don't fall into that trap. We all have issues, but we don't have to allow our families to be broken or destroyed. And mm-hmm. uh, and I think the message of your book, which is so honest but also so helpful, is that while every family has issues, that doesn't mean that our families have to be destroyed, does it? That's right. That's right. God wants us to have relationships with our family members. And Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. And what is the greatest thing that he could destroy? Families. Because God created families to be together and God created us as relational beings. So Satan definitely wants to destroy our families. So that's why we need to um, protect our families, put a hedge around um, our families, and, and show the love of Christ to our family members. Let's go to Keisha. She's listening in Calumet Park, Illinois. Thank you so much for listening to Equip. What's your question for Magdalena? Um, basically, um, 
I haven't been hearing much of what she's been saying because I've been driving, sorry. But my, I just heard the title of what you yes. all are talking about, Family Hurt. Um, and basically how I can, there's just a thing, I'm the oldest of three. Yes. And most of the time the oldest, there's a lot put on our shoulders. Um, and now I found as I'm getting older and all of us are getting older, a lot of things that my mom had to deal with, with her siblings is now coming up with us. As Mm. far as there's a lot of bickering, a lot of, Mm. we've never fought, any of us ever fought each other, but now we are just at each other's throat. Um, everyone's on the offense Mm. and nothing is being rectified. Yeah. Um, we are, yeah. we were born and raised in a church. I am a Christian. Mm-hmm. My siblings know Christ. Um, yes. It's three of us total. So I just, you know, I don't want the next generations. All of us have children, except for one sibling who's never had children. And I don't want our children to have to go through what we are going through. I know things happen. Yes. Cain yes. and Abel. I understand but, that. But you know, you know but, I just want to jump in, if I could, for a moment, Keisha. First off, you are repeating exactly what we're talking about today, that every family has issues, this bickering and fighting, but also the fact that you can change the trajectory of your family. Magdalena, Dr. Battles, what would you say Mm -hmm. to Keisha, who's the oldest sibling, and seeing the bickering, the division, the criticisms Mm -hmm. that are going on? Yeah, that's hard. That is hard, especially when you've had good relationships previously and as, as... as we get older, often we see that um, more of our sin nature comes out because we have these these habits. And so it could be um, perhaps, um, uh, I guess, criticism perhaps going on in the family. Sure. That might be one of the issues. Um, and because we become so comfortable with our family members and um, because we get a little older, it's like, oh, well, we just feel like we can say whatever we, is on our mind. But what happens is, people don't want to be around other people who are often critical. So those who are um, critical in the family, we end up bickering back and forth because of the criticism. And, you know, there's two sides to every story. And, and, and so we can bicker back and forth, but it doesn't solve anything at the end of the day. And it doesn't create a loving atmosphere. So we, we need to work on less criticism on, in families and giving more grace. I think because we think um, our family members, we need to be so close, we become enmeshed in some cases. Yes. And that's not helpful either. We need to stand apart and say, you're you, I'm me. It's okay if we have different opinions on things. It's okay, but we don't have to criticize each other about it. And we can agree to disagree in some instances. Um, But what matters is, are we going to work together to have restoration of our relationship? That's what needs to be most important. Because I think a lot of times when we get in disagreements, finger pointing happens, and we don't want to do that. We need to stop the finger pointing and say, instead of say, I forgive you. Let's work towards a better relationship. Father, I pray for Keisha, Lord, and I pray for all of us who see our families being attacked by the enemy and uh, bickering and disagreements happening, Lord. I pray for Keisha that you would restore her family, help them to win the battle of relationships, Lord. Uh, Bless them. Bring restoration in Jesus' name. Amen. Keisha, hang on the line. We're going to get you a copy of Dr. Magdalena Battle's book, Six Hidden Behaviors That Destroy Families. The rest of you, stick and stay. Much more to come next up on Equip with Chris Brooks. 
Let's begin this new year by committing ourselves to reading the Bible more and understanding it better. Will you join me? I have a wonderful new resource to keep us on track and inspired. It's Trillia Newell's new book, 52 Weeks in the Word. This insightful resource even offers days of rest and reflection on what we've read. You can request your copy today with a gift of any amount to equip. Call 888-644-4144 or go to equipradio.org. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Today is a a day where we want to help your families to get healthy and whole. We want to be a prayer partner with you as well. So maybe your families are facing challenges. It's no coincidence that you're listening to us today. Why don't you call the number 877-548-3675. That's 877-548-3675. Uh, my guest today is Dr. Magdalena Battles. She's written a book called Six Hidden Behaviors That Destroy Families, Strategies for Healthier and More Loving Relationships. Uh, today, I want to encourage you to find out more at our website, equipradio.org. That's equipradio.org. All right, Magdalena, we have uh, obviously talked a little bit about the book, but why don't we just real quickly mention the six behaviors that you say are hidden in our family and also destructive. Okay, yes, the, there are six very common behaviors that are destructive to families. And the first is a failure to forgive or apologize. Um, the second is criticism. Criticism is such a problem in families, many families. The third uh, hidden behavior is gossip. Gossip it can destroy so many families. And four is deception. Um, And uh, number five is a lack of inclusion, not including family members in activities. And hidden behavior number six is a failure to accept differences. So those are are the six behaviors. Those are very common behaviors. I'm sure as uh, those who are listening hurt you just kind of go down that list. You know, failure to forgive or apologize, criticism, gossip, deception, um, lack of inclusion, failure of to accept differences. I'm sure there's a lot of folks who are checking multiple boxes. Maybe it's mm-hmm. not just one, but maybe it's multiple. Uh, and, and today, again, we want to pray for you. We want to give you maybe some wisdom on how to navigate through family issues. If you identify with one or more of these issues, feel free to give us a call. We're going to go back to the phone lines in a moment, 877-LIVE-675. But why do you call them hidden behaviors, Dr. Battles? We call them hidden because often people don't recognize that they're actually happening in their family. So the first step is to recognize the behaviors that are happening and bring them to light. You know, healing happens when we bring things to light, as the Bible says. So we want to recognize that, yes, you know, there are problems within families, but recognize that, um, you know, sometimes they're not as obvious as we think. So we need to kind of dig deep and look at and analyze our own families and say, what is happening? What are the patterns that are happening in my family so that I can help to break that pattern? Let's go to the phone lines. Desiree is listening in Florida. Hey, Desiree, thank you so much. Uh, what's your question for Dr. Battles today? Oh, oh this is this touches my heart and I'm very nervous. But I grew up in a family, four brothers and two sisters. I was the one that isolated myself. 
Um, mm. There was just a lot of, um, I just felt like I wasn't part of the family. And when I, I got married to a man that I just, he just covered me with, and with everything and, and uplifted me. Mm-hmm. And out of that marriage came two children and one is autistic. Mm-hmm. And that has brought a burden on the, on the marriage. And mm-hmm. my husband does not engage with our autistic son. And that, that is a heavy load on me. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's affected the marriage. Um, the children are old enough to see that, yes. that there's, mm-hmm. there's the, the marriage is not what it should be. And, um, I, I just, I don't even know where to go. I, I've mm-hmm. tried to ask my husband to, we should have some one-on-one time. Honestly, mm-hmm. the communication is not there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, here's mm-hmm. the thing today, uh, Desiree, first off, we're going to get you a copy of uh, Dr. Battle's book because, as she's uh, said several times in this conversation, change starts with you. And so as you identify and see the things that are going on, there's going to be wisdom in this book uh, for you as well. I'm also going to pray for you, so I do want Mm -hmm. you to stay on the line. But, Dr. Battles, anything you'd like to say to Desiree? Mm. Well, I'm so sorry that you're dealing with this and um, and that there's been a breakdown in communication, obviously, in, in your marriage. But God can help heal. And, and sometimes um, healing comes in the form of information. And uh, your husband, he may be scared of the situation with your son and may not have full understanding of what it is like to um, deal with an autistic son and and how to handle that. So perhaps connecting him with a support group or getting him information so he can become more informed might help take down that wall that he has built up. Um, I'm sorry that you're having that burden on you and it's difficult, especially when you don't have your family close relationships, but stay strong. Your children need you. Your husband needs you. And I know that God can give you the support and the courage that you need to keep going one day at a time. You know, I just want to go back to what you started with Desiree. And that is, uh, you chose to isolate, you said from Mm -hmm. your family Mm -hmm. and, uh, we, it's easy to see what's happening right now as being distinct or separate from what happened in the past. Um, but this lack of inclusion, whether it is self, uh, uh, selecting to not include myself or if others are not including me, you know, so often that repeats itself in Mm -hmm. another generation. And so it seems like this is happening now. My encouragement to you and my prayer for you is that God would restore the relationships with your family, um, that you grew up with and, uh, maybe has separated from, that God will heal that. You certainly need one another. And uh, we're reminded of that every day, that we need our family members. But I'm also going to pray that the Lord will move in your husband's heart and that you guys would be able to get some really good marriage and family counseling as well. It's not easy being a family of a special needs child. They're so precious, but there are extra pressures as well. So we're going to pray for God's grace. Father, thank you so much for Desiree. Thank you for a mom who loves her children, a wife who loves her husband. And Lord, I pray that you would just heal 
this family. The enemy has tried to kill, steal, and destroy, but you've come to give life and that more abundantly. So give this family life. And as for Desiree's, uh, Lord, relationships with her siblings, with the rest of her family, I pray for restoration as well and reconciliation. We know that you've given us a ministry of reconciliation in Christ. She may not be able to do it on her own strength, but in Christ, by the power of the Spirit, she can. So, Lord, I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for calling, Desiree. Stay on the line. We're going to get you uh, a copy of uh, Dr. Battle's book, Six Hidden Behaviors That Destroy Family Strategies for Healthier and Loving Relationships. All right, let's talk about what happens uh, when there's a failure to forgive or apologize. What happens in a family when that's present? When, when that happens, obviously there's a divide that happens. Um, it separates people from one another because they're of hard, fe- hard feelings and bitterness and resentment. All these things just build and they continue to build when there isn't um, apologies and forgiveness. Um, it's a very hard thing to have in families, when, especially when it goes on for years and years. But it is possible to forgive even when there aren't apologies. God wants us to forgive um, others because it is something that helps to heal us, helps to heal ourselves. So for example, somebody who is harboring um, resentment and anger towards somebody who has been wronged and you've talked to the person, they won't apologize, um, you've asked them to go to counseling, it still hasn't happened. What we find is you are up with bitterness and anger and resentment in your own heart. Letting that go means forgiving that person, meaning I'm not going to harbor any ill will against that person. I'm going to let it go so I can have forgiveness and healing in my own heart. I appreciate so much wisdom that Dr. Magdalena Battles is giving us to help us to experience healthier and loving relationships in our family. We want you to win home court advantage. We want your family to be healthy, happy, and holy. Find out more at our website, EquipRadio.org. And as always, social media is available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Facebook and Twitter, Equip Radio. We'll be right back. When you listen to Equip, you know I love to introduce you to some incredible guests and topics. But there's one person that I want you to meet more than anyone else. His name is Jesus, and he wants to have a genuine personal relationship with you. He even died on the cross to take the punishment for all of our sins so that we can join his eternal family. It would be my honor to introduce you to Jesus today. Simply call 877-548-3675. Again, give us a call at 877-548-3675. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. I'm so happy to be joined by Dr. Magdalena Battles. Today we're talking about her phenomenal book, Six Hidden Behaviors That Destroy Family, Strategies for Healthier and More Loving Relationships. We're taking your calls at 877-LIVE-675. Today we want to not only give you wisdom and guidance on how to have happier, healthier, holier families, but we also want to pray for you. I'd love to be your prayer partner today. So if your family is facing challenges, overwhelmed, literally dividing and being ripped apart right before your eyes, 
Uh, we love to pray for you at 877-548-3675. We're going to go back to the phone lines, uh, Magdalena. Let's go to Raymond, who's been patiently listening uh, in West Palm Beach, uh, Florida. Thank you so much, Raymond, for calling. How can we pray for you today? And thank you, Chris and Dr. Battles. God bless you for what you're doing all the time. I'll be brief because they told me to. <laughs> my um, my half-brother recently passed away. And he I'm a senior. He's much younger than I am. And uh, he was the last of my family, so I'm left. I'm mm-hmm. the only one, and we had so many issues during my family's life. But what I want to pray for is the souls of all of them. There's everybody. Yes. There's, I'm the, I don't know. God left me. I'm a minister of the Catholic Church, and mm. God told me what I had to do, and now I'm doing it. And so I'm praying, but I need other prayers for the rest of their souls, uh, which I hope are not mm. uh, in, a, in a bad place. And as Catherine Hepburn had said in Lion Winter, every family has its problems. So well, I know that we certainly did, and I know so many families that have problems. So thank well, you. Raymond, thank, Raymond, thank you. you for listening. Thanks for sharing. Uh, obviously, we know uh, that, that Scripture teaches that salvation comes through Christ alone. The Bible communicates in 1 Timothy chapter 2 that it's God's desire. God is our Savior, and it's his desire that all of us will be saved, that all will be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. But it starts with recognizing that there's only one God and there's only one mediator between God and man, and that is the man Jesus Christ, that as we put our faith and trust in him alone as the basis of our salvation, uh, we experience not only renewal in our hearts through the indwelling work of the Holy Spirit, but transformation in our relationships as well. So what a blessing it is to have you call today. I want to pray, but before I do, Dr. Battles, anything you want to say to Raymond? Just thank you for serving the church and and for being faithful. Um, And I'm sorry that you're the last one left in your family. What a testimony, though, for you to have forgiveness and to recognize that all families do have problems and we can still love and have family relationships in spite of those hurts. Let's pray. Father, I pray right now for those who um, are yet to believe and trust in in you uh, through Jesus for salvation. I pray for Raymond's family. I pray that you would make yourself known in a very powerful and real way, that they would know your grace, your compassion, that they would know your your holiness and, and your forgiveness as well as they turn to you for salvation. Uh, Lord, you uh, command us uh, that we should repent and believe, that we should turn from our sins and turn to you. So Lord, the only way we can do this is if you open our eyes, that we might see Jesus. So Lord, I pray that you would do that for everyone who is yet to believe in Raymond's family, but not just for him, but for all of us as well, who are crying out for salvation for our family. We need you. And we turn to you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Uh, Today, uh, Dr. Battles has allowed us to be able to survey some of the chapters of her book. And Dr. Battles, I would love for you to just take a moment to talk about how do you change things if you look and you say, this is just a way of our family. I mean, everybody's critical. I grew up in a family. Maybe somebody's saying this. I grew up in a family where everybody's critical. And it's happening all around me. 
and um, and I feel like uh, there's no changing the culture of our family. What would you say to that person? I would say change starts with one person. You can be the agent of change in your family to start a new path and a trajectory of change um, for the better. Um, obviously, God can heal any family. So we go to God first and asking him, how can I go about changing this family? And how can I help to change um, the course of this family? And um, obviously addressing it with the family and doing it, as scripture says, in a gentle manner. We bear one another's burdens and when we need to approach somebody about sin, we do it in a gentle manner and with the goal of reconciliation and for healing within the family. So if you have a problem in the family, you need to talk to people about it and address it. By all means, do so, but do so in a way that is loving, that shows the people that I'm not here to finger point or to blame anybody. I'm here to help us turn a new leaf and that we want to have restoration and we want to work better together and have a better family relationship overall. How do you know, and I know this is probably a question you get a ton, and so please bear with it, but how do you know when dysfunction is so severe that you might have to separate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, estrangement, it, it often happens not in uh, one instant type thing. Typically, estrangement happens over the course of time. It's usually the patterns of these behaviors built up over time. And what happens is people go, become more and more distance, distant. So, you know, where they might meet um, once a month for dinner, all of a sudden they're meeting every other month. And then it goes to holidays. And then it's just once a year. And it's because there's behaviors within the family that are caused people to separate. They can't tolerate um, the distress that they're experiencing when they're around their family members. So you want to intervene and and address these behaviors before it gets to the point where people are floating and drifting off more and more and more. Yeah, that's really important that it doesn't happen overnight, right? Mm -hmm, That it takes time for these things to happen. And oftentimes it is uh, when these things go unaddressed or unchecked, and, you know, here's the thing. I, I do believe that one of the great things about your book is that it brings awareness so that some of these tough conversations can take place. Because I like to say it this way. Um, it seems to me like Satan thrives in the darkness, right? So mm-hmm. when, yes. when the light of Christ is sh- shines on a situation, he can't thrive. But as long as we're not as a family talking about things, as long as we're not as a family having these direct discussions, then uh, then we can't uh, see healing. But I also uh, love that you say, hey, approach this with grace. Why is it so important that we do that? Well, because, well, first of all, because God tells us to do that. If we are to confront one another, he talks about that in Galatians, that you are to approach each other with gentleness and do it in, uh, in a loving manner. Um, so... We can't um, approach people with finger pointing and blaming because that's just going to make people defensive. They're going to put their guard up and they're going to shut down emotionally. They're not going to want to open up and they're going to think that this is an attack rather than an, uh, an, uh, 
a time to actually approach healing. So we need to let them know we're not here to finger point. We're not here to blame. We're not here to attack one another. Our goal is reconciliation. Our goal is mm. better family relationships. So we're going to discuss this in, in a manner that we're not pointing fingers and, and we're not going to hurt one another with our words. We're going to work towards healing. And sometimes that's difficult to do because we're human. So I do have to say there are family counselors out there who will meet with large groups of families as well. So if you have family members and you don't think you can approach this in a way where it's not going to be well received, then find a Christian counselor that treats families so you can sit down and have a session or two so you That's can good. work towards things in the right direction. 877-LIVE-675 is the number. Let's go to Roosevelt, who's listening in Delray Beach, Florida. Hey, Roosevelt, what's your comment today? Hey, Chris, uh, thank you for uh, your show and your broadcast. Really appreciate all that you guys do. Um, I just wanted to share, um, just listening to um, Edel's uh, uh, talk about the, those six major issues. I've seen it in my life, uh, even in our mm. family. Um, you know, what, where, where the past, uh, you know, traumas and hurts that my mm. parents have gone through growing up and now being an adult with his own family, breaking those cycles and more so aware of those cycles mm -hmm. um, by staying in the word and also seeking help in therapy. We've been able to break those chains and working on breaking those and building a sustainable relationship with inside of our family. And I got to tell you, um, the support that I have for my younger siblings right now, even through the difficulties of what we're going through with our mother, uh, has been nothing but a grace of God to be aware of that, you know, there's no need for finger pointing, everybody mm. just being accountable and, and me being the oldest, taking accountability of first admitting my mistakes, admitting my sins, you know, my shortcomings, you know, mm. because we're all, we're all broken, but if there can be more love and not have to worry about pointing fingers or blaming somebody else and coming to the solution and, and, and finding a, a way to, to bring everybody to a cohesiveness through forgiveness and and, yes. and that's where God's grace has always shown up in our family. And I'm so thankful for for them um, seeing that and then us working together to come together. It's beautiful. It really is. Mm -hmm. Because in the beginning, it was tough. You know, it's yes. easy to say, hey, you're not here. You're not helping. But now coming together and everybody doing their part. It's amazing. And I thank you, Dr. Battles, for that book. Mm -hmm. I already ordered it, so I'm excited to read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were just about to give you a complimentary copy. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. Roosevelt, you stay on the line. We're going to give you still a complimentary copy. You're going to get the one you ordered, but we'll give you an extra one for you to be able to pass on mm -hmm. so that someone else can have the same testimony that you just mm -hmm. blessed us with. Your call just made my day. So I appreciate mm -hmm. You calling and sharing. What does that do for your heart, Dr. Battles? Uh, that makes me feel so good. What a wonderful testimony and a testimony of God's work in, in your life and in your family. I I feel blessed having heard um, your message. And so just keep up the good work. And, and obviously it shows one person can be the agent of change. You partner with God and you do as the Bible tells you to do. And you can create a loving environment in your family and, and see the change that God wants to see in your family because God wants us to be there to support one mm. another. We're going to have sin nature. We're going to have problems in our relationships, but how do we deal with it? Are we dealing in a, in a way where we support one another and show love and, and encouragement, or are we tearing each other down? It's up to us to decide the course of action. 
You can be a difference maker in your family just because there's been a history of behaviors that have been uh, destructive in your family doesn't mean it has to continue. The buck can stop with you. You can make a decision today. Learn the six hidden behaviors that destroy families and strategies for healthier and loving relationships. You can order Dr. Battle's book by finding out more at our website, equipradio.org. Just click on today's programs, program details rather, and uh, ordering information is there. Whatever you do, don't go anywhere. Much more to come next up on Equip with Chris Brooks. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Time flies. We're talking about a great book, such as the case for Dr. Magdalena Battle's book, Six Hidden Behaviors That Destroy Families. As we start this year off, maybe, just maybe, the area of your prayer and your primary focus is, Lord, let this be the year where our family is healed and restored. I think that's a great prayer request. Maybe your prayer is, Lord, I want to see healthier and loving relationships in my family. I think that's a phenomenal uh, prayer request. Well, I want to highly encourage Dr. Battle's book. You can find out more at equipradio.org. But Dr. Battles, as I think about this topic, so often it's easy for us to see the mistakes and the failures of uh, the family members that we have a relationship with, what they did wrong. But what about what we have done wrong? And I want to specifically speak to the person who finds that uh, they are the one who needs to apologize. What are the elements or parts of a true apology that makes it meaningful, that really does bring healing and transformation. How do we apologize for the hurts we've caused the right way? Yeah, we're all sinners. We've all done wrong in our families. None of us is perfect. So it's important that we recognize when we do wrong, we do need to apologize because that's what God has called us to do. There are three parts of a uh, an apology. And, and the first part is to admit what you did wrong. Rather than just say, I'm sorry, and leaving it at that, or even worse, sometimes I've heard this, um, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's not an apology. What we need to do is say, I'm sorry I did such and such. Um, and so you own what you did wrong. You have to make yourself vulnerable. And and God can help restore you as well, but you have to be allow, allow yourself to be vulnerable and admit what you did wrong. The second part is to say, I feel bad that I hurt you, to have that remorse. Um, so you need to show them that, yes, I do feel bad. I recognize what I do, I did, and I recognize that it hurt you and that uh, your feelings were hurt in some way. And then the third part is, how can you make it right? What can you do to improve? You know, whether it's breaking their trust and saying, I won't do that again. I apologize. I'm sorry I hurt you. I know that was so hurtful. I won't do that again. Or maybe it's you borrowed money and you haven't repaid them in two years. Well, maybe you can say, I'm going to set up a payment plan. I, I'm going to get that money back to you. Whatever it is, you can make it right. Go to God. Ask him how he can help you to help restore that situation as well. I love that. I love that. And, you know, that, that requires humility, doesn't it? It certainly does. We have to be, we have, and that's not easy, but we need to do that and humble ourselves as God has called us to do and allow ourselves to be vulnerable. Um, God can help us. And so whenever I have to do an apology, um, you know, it, 
I make mistakes. I have to apologize too. I go to God first and I ask for his direction and for him to help humble my heart so that I can see um, their perspective. So I can put myself in that person's shoes to see how it did affect that person and hurt them. Mm. It makes it a lot easier for me to go to them because I'm feeling what they have felt. Yeah, I love for us to kind of maybe close with a, a thought about what scripture tells us about praise and encouragement and why it's so important. Mm, yes. Oh, that's Thessalonians first Thessalonians five eleven is a great verse. Um, and it talks about, um, therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Um, and Hebrews 10, uh, talks about how we should may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some have the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So God has told us in scripture repeatedly to encourage one another and to be there to support and uplift one another. And again, God gave us certain people in our life for a purpose and a reason. And those are our family members. We can't deny that. It's, it's, he put us together with these people um, from birth or adoption. And, and God wants us to be encouragers to one another. And it starts with our family because those are the people that he purposely placed in our path. So good. I am so grateful for uh, the work that you're doing. I can only imagine that life has been a whirlwind since you wrote that article uh, for lifehack.com. And next thing you know, uh, a book and and so many families are being blessed. But let me just say to you, thank you for doing it. Thank you for not only writing uh, the article that turned into the book, but also thank you for taking out time to provide help, hope, and healing for so many families. It's a blessing. And uh, I'd love for you, before you run, with about 30 seconds left, can you say a prayer? There's so many families that are online Mm -hmm. that we just aren't going to have time to get to. But can Mm -hmm. you say a prayer for the families that are listening? Yes, dear God, Heavenly Father, uh, please have your hand on these families, especially these callers that we haven't gotten to and these listeners that are listening today that all have hurt in their hearts and have hurt in their families, Lord. We know that you are the great healer and you can restore any kind of hurt and and, um, pain that has happened in a family. Lord, place your healing hand on these people and on their relationships and give them um, discernment and wisdom in their relationships so that there can be restoration as well, Lord. Just be there for them, Lord, and heal these families. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Dr. Battles, you're off the hot seat. I appreciate you. Thank Thank you you so so much much for joining and God bless you, okay? Thank you for having me. Friends, the name of the book is Six Hidden Behaviors That Destroy Families. Uh, I pray that each one of you will be blessed through this program I want to say thank you as well to our team for making sure that we got to as many calls as possible. We were able to give away a few complimentary editions of the book, but don't worry. If you didn't get one, you can order one by going to our website, equipradio.org. And remember, your family is worth fighting for. Let me say that again. Your family is worth fighting for. God gets the glory more from families that are restored than those that are destroyed. So keep fighting for your family. Until we're together again next time, as always, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.
Hey there, friends. Chris Brooks here. You know, human trafficking is a worldwide sin that should break our hearts and engage our actions. It's not just an out there problem. It's very much a here and now issue that affects the poorest of nations and the wealthiest of suburbs. What's the answer? Well, learn more about your role in fighting human trafficking on the next edition of Equip. Listen live weekdays at 1 Eastern, noon Central on the Moody Radio app or EquipRadio.org. Hey there, friends. Chris Brooks here. You know, being an adoptive parent is rewarding, but when your family is multiracial, things can get a bit tricky. I'm going to talk to Brittany Salmon, who is an author and an adoptive parent, to talk about embracing the beauty and challenges of transracial adoption. This is an episode you don't want to miss, all on the next edition of Equip. Listen live weekdays at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on the Moody Radio app or EquipRadio.org.